Pardon the interruption, but I'm Frank Isola, or as you probably know me, Phil and Frank. I'm Tony Kornheiser, or as you probably know me, Spicy T. That's right. You like that? That's his nickname. Now, I could be also the original Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> I found that amazing that Antonio Brown said, and you can start calling me Mr. Big Chest from now on. Wide receiver, diva. Kind of like TV host. A complete a bozo. No, no, not just diva. <laughs> Bozo at that point. Ridiculous. Uh, Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon apparently can't make it through an entire week. So I am joined by our great friend from The Athletic, Frank Isola. And we begin today with the sight. 30 seconds into the game of Zion Williamson in a heap on the floor, grabbing his right knee. The spectacular freshman missed the rest of the game, which Duke lost to Carolina. Williamson's injury is being called a sprain. We have no idea when he will play again. But, Frank, the question is, should he play for Duke again at all or just wait for the NBA? If he's healthy and it's going to be up to him, I think he's going to play. He went to Duke for a reason. He wanted to play college basketball. He likes his team. I understand the other part of the argument. If it's a severe injury, I think he'd be smart and not play. What makes these guys who they are? Yes, talented, athletically gifted. He's a competitor. He wants to play. It's going to be up to him, and I think we will see him again this year. I hope he plays because I like watching him play, and he seems to enjoy himself. But I think the prudent response to this is, no, he shouldn't play in the same way that football players are now increasingly taking bowl games out of the picture. Yeah, all of them. And and if I were advising him, I would advise him to ready three lawsuits. The first lawsuit (laughs) would be personally against Adam Silver, and it would be because Adam Silver has restrained his trade. Yeah. By forcing him to this stupid one-and-done circumstance that, in my mind, ought to be illegal. And Adam Silver says, we're going to phase it out. If I lose my career because he didn't phase it out on time, I'm going to present him with the lawsuit. Could have gone to Europe and played. You know, well, okay, he could have done that. But but everything about American basketball sort of compels you to go to college. My second lawsuit would be against Nike because the shoe blew Blew up and might have rendered my knee useless for the rest of the time. And my third lawsuit would be against Duke. Because Duke compelled me to wear Nike sneakers and didn't, didn't give me a chance. I hope none of these are necessary. None. But the one and done thing, that's not an NCAA rule. But that's an NBA but rule. But they're going, it's clearly trending that way. They're going to get away from it. It's the dumbest rule they ever had. Yeah. All these leagues, if you're looking at hockey, soccer around the globe, and also baseball, they're development leagues. They draft guys out of high school. That's to right. get, and in some of these sports, it's even younger to develop them. You should be allowed to go. Now, he claims... He would have still gone to college. Okay, maybe that's true. But he is playing for a great coach in Mike Krzyzewski who makes $10 million a year. He was on this network last night. And this network, that's probably the highest rated game they've had all year long. Putting millions of dollars here. And the only guy not making any money is him. I'm not saying to pay college players. I'm saying let them go to the pros. And why can't, at the very least, if the NCAA doesn't want to pay him, how about getting an endorsement deal? How about if he showed up at a mall in Durham, North Carolina for an autograph session? You think he's going to make a little bit of money? Why can't he make money off his own? Not right. To me. All right. Duke, of course, they lost Zion Williamson. But the Blue Devils, the top-ranked team in the country, also lost a game. The 16-point loss to North Carolina is the largest by an AP number one team at home since UConn lost by 17 to Villanova on February 1st, 1999. That's a long time ago. All right, Tony, without Zion for all but 36 seconds, do you put any weight on this loss whatsoever? I put no weight on it at all. And, and, and look, North Carolina, North Very Carolina good. can beat Duke 
with Zion Williamson. It is possible they could. This is not a cow school. This is North Carolina. <laughs> this is North Carolina where their coach, Roy Williams, has three NCAA titles, where he wants to beat Duke and Krzyzewski more than anybody else. But the reason I put no weight on it is this. If Zion Williamson went out in practice on Tuesday and they had 24 hours to put in a game plan, maybe they beat North Carolina. But you can't lose that guy in-game that early and game plan for yeah. Carolina. And Can't when they play. lost to Syracuse, they didn't have Cam Reddish. And then, of course, they lost Trey Jones early on in the game. I think what it also told you was it's going to be very difficult, and this is not breaking news, it's going to be very difficult for them to win a national championship if Zion Williamson isn't there because they had no interior presence. Yeah, and they got Luke beat May inside. and Cam yeah, Johnson yeah. destroyed them yeah. inside. They're, they're not, not hitting their they're shots. Not, they're not afraid that Williamson's going have, to block the shot, yeah. so they go inside. But, but that's still, we're still talking about once Zion Williamson goes out, they still have two lottery picks on the team. Not a lot of college basketball teams. Who, by either. the way, got them a total of 60 yeah. points. Now, Trey Jones, I believe, was one for 11. He was, if he, he shoots normally, they're, they're back in the game. Here's the problem they've got. When you recruit four great A-plus freshmen, anybody else on your team is a B year. player. Because they're going to say, well, I'm not going to get any time. Why would an A player go if you can't get any time? So consequently, that is a shallow team. If you lose any one of those guys, you feel it because you don't have any particular depth. Did you have an issue with North Carolina celebrating the way they did in the locker room after the game? No, no, they beat Duke. Uh, This is the greatest rivalry of all time. No, 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 no. And you know what? All you've heard if you're in North Carolina all year long is Duke, number one team, these great freshmen they have. No, That's that's a big win no matter where they are. That's number one in the country. is Zion Williams. Exactly. Yeah. LeBron James officially declared his playoff push was, quote, activated yesterday. (laughs) This is like me activating my tweener button on a Johnny O shirt. (laughs) LeBron said he does not like to activate his playoff push this early. But, you know, a guy's got to do what a guy's got to do, especially when he's in 10th place. Frank, are you going to be the one who doubts that LeBron can actually do this? I'm not going to doubt anything, LeBron. He can make the plays. I have to ask you this. We'll acknowledge that reporters at times ask dumb questions because we have to. Can we at least acknowledge that that is like a crazy answer? How does everyone stand there with a straight face and say, oh, you're activated now. Now I get What does that even mean? Well, no, there's there's more. I have more. LeBron said he's uncomfortable and he (laughs) loves... Being uncomfortable. I've got a 2004 Jeep that I'll sell him. He can drive that to work and be uncomfortable. This is the most important sports activation since Tiger activated his glutes a couple of years ago. No, you can't take this seriously. You know, of course you can't. And remember, too, when he got hurt on Christmas, they won that game. They were 20 and 14. He was activated before then. They were a very good team. There was a chance they were going to finish second, third, or fourth in the Western Conference. What he knows now is with 25 games left, it is a disaster. If LeBron James and the Lakers do not make the playoffs, and it's not like you are in Cleveland where you're trying to get a team to a finals. He's now trying to carry a young team into just the playoffs just for the eighth seed. Frank, I would say that if LeBron doesn't make the playoffs, it's the most embarrassing thing of his career. I love LeBron James. He's been to the finals eight straight times. But if he doesn't even get into the playoffs, that backs him down from Michael Jordan. It, 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 it backs him Especially down. Especially at the age of 34. And that's not much of a... Like, how much help? Is, they were so desperate to get Anthony Davis because they got no squad. Lonzo Ball is a bust offensively. Yeah. What, what, what the do record, they have? The record is the result of the injuries. that he, he, he was out 18 games. Yeah. But what's gone on lately, they're three and four since he returned. He did miss one of those games. The dysfunction 
was, no matter how you want to slice it, he was involved in it somehow because that's his agent trying to make the trade for Anthony Davis. And that's, a, and that's affecting the locker room. So that, this, a little bit that is, falls on him. This is Rich Paul muscling up and thinking he runs the league and getting swatted down by a guy who's no longer even there because it's a disaster on both ends, yeah. I think. Yeah, they've had a lot of dysfunction. Yeah. And uh, speaking of dysfunction, with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell both on their way out of Pittsburgh, Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert made it clear that the black and gold are more than ever, Ben Roethlisberger's team. Colbert said if our players, quote, if our players were smart, they'd listen to Ben. He then added, there is a big burden on Big Ben because, quote, he's got 52 kids under him. All right, Tony, there was plenty of unrest in that locker room last season. So are you okay with the GM saying Ben could basically say whatever the heck he wants? You know, I mean, I don't know about being okay. I don't know that this is a right or wrong situation. I think it's a, it's a reset of priorities. I mean, you know, Bell not going to be there. Brown not going to be there. Who's your most important asset? It's Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is a drama queen. Yep. And everybody understands that. He's going to be critical of players anyway. This way, what you're doing is you're allowing him to do what he has done for years. And you're saying to him, you're our big guy. So we're going to live with this. The only downside to me here is, did Mike Tomlin sign off on this? Because if Ben begins to, to carp publicly at Tomlin, he, that's bad. And he's done that. Well, he's done that to the players. It, it, that's Does not, Tom Brady do that? Eli I Manning? So. I don't think Peyton so. Peyton Manning, except for the kicker that one year, when he, when he got on the kicker. Oh, the you, drunken kicker. Yeah, you, yeah you, right. otherwise they don't do that. And to me, the type of leadership, if, if Ben Roethlisberger's in the locker room, well, and well, he's calling you out to Tom your Brady face. Tom Brady screams on the sidelines at coaches. He does that. I understand that, but it's yeah. different when it's your teammates. If you go to your teammate and you say you have a problem with them, that's one thing, behind closed doors. You're doing it on like a radio program. It looks like you're grandstanding, and your teammates are not going to respond to that. How many times, and we know coaches, your guy Larry Brown could sometimes be like this, where they might kill a guy behind closed doors, and then publicly they'll Crazy. stand up for the guy. This sure. way the player's like, you know what? My coach has my back. I would look at this more as strategy than anything else. I would say... We have evaluated Ben Roethlisberger. He is our most important player. We know what his personality is. We're going to make it easy for him to be that person because he's got to carry us now. We just lost pro bowl quality but, players, wide receiver and, and, and running back. And we've said this before about being the best player. He's going to be your leader, either in a good way or a bad way. You mentioned drama queen. How many times when we hear, well, I might retire this year, he's upset about that they drafted a quarterback? Year. Only every year. So it kind of trickles Only down every from him. Year. Exactly. Yeah. John Heyman of the MLB Network says that Bryce Harper is believed to have turned down multiple offers of over $300 million in recent weeks. Multiple offers. Frank, we know that Manny Machado has gotten $3 million. Does Harper deserve clearly more than Machado? I don't think clearly more. I do think this. If George Steinbrenner were alive, I think Bryce Harper would be on the Yankees right now, and it would probably be about 350 That's what Big George would Would they pay. still have Giancarlo Stanton? Yeah, that's, 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 what, George, the that's what George Steinbrenner, he would okay. look at the, you know, the, left, you know, the short porch out in left field, and he'd say, you're going uh, you, you know, to be our home run guy. In right field. Right field. Right field. I'm sorry, right field. Lefty porch. hitter. Yeah. The lefty hitter. Here's the thing with Bryce Harper. I think he wants that crown. Scott Boris is his agent. He wants the crown of being the highest paid player in baseball. And Scott Boris is driving this. And I don't think he's going to stop until he gets significantly more. And by significantly, that could be $10 million more. But $300 million, he made a mistake. He should be right here in Washington. Sure, he should have taken That's the Nats offer. Um, I love Bryce Harper. I'm a Nats fan. I've sat on this set a lot of times and said I love Bryce Harper. But I've also sat on this set and said I would trade 
Manny Machado for him. I, I like Machado better. Let's just go over the last four years just for a second. Machado, these are their averages, average season. Machado, 284 batting average, 36 homers, 96 RBI. Harper, 283, 32, 93. It's small, but he's a little bit better in each way. He's a decidedly better fielder. What he's not, what Machado isn't is a star. I was going to say. Harper is a star. Who are you going to pay to he, go see play? He brings a lot of attention and he brings a lot of fannies to the seats. And that's, that's a very important thing. I don't know that he has turned down multiple offers. I mean, if, if we always ask ourselves as newspaper that. people, who does this story benefit? And it benefits Scott Boris because it's out there. It's, look what Scott Boris was able to do. Harper's so good he was able to turn down $300 million a number of times. I don't know if that's true. And think about the offseason Scott Boris has had with Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma where he kind of made yep. it sound like, oh, he's going to go play baseball. And then look what happened. He's going to be playing football right. next season. But you talk about Harper last year, 249, but he did have 34 home runs, 100 runs back. Well, he great after and the he break. walked 130 No, he times. was great after the break. And he had, he had, other than the World Series, the most shining moment of the year was him winning the home run derby at the All-Star game with his dad pitching to him. You're starting a team right now. You can only pick one of these two players to start the team, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. If I'm starting a team, I need to put fannies in the seats. Right. If I've got a team already, Machado, I think, is slightly better. Take a break. Coming up is Le'Veon Bell, your boy, more valuable than Mr. Big Chest, Antonio Brown. That's your boy. And Kyrie Irving and the Greek Freak, they face each other tonight in Milwaukee. Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? There's one I don't want at all. And the interruption is brought to you by the Jeep Wrangler 2019 Motor Trend SUV of the Year. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. Frank is now entering his fifth straight segment of television. That many? Watch as I take advantage of his fatigue in toss-up. What's first? Toss-up, they play each other tonight. Who would you rather have the rest of the way, Kyrie or Giannis? Well, I want Antetokounmpo, and not just because, and these numbers are great. He's averaging 27 points and 14 rebounds and six assists, and he's shooting 58% from the field. I want him because I don't want Kyrie yeah. Irving. Kyrie Irving is miserable all the time. He's critical of his teammates. He's critical of reporters who ask him about free agency when he's the one who stands up there and says, I don't owe anybody anything, and I'll tell you where I'm going whenever I decide to go. I mean, day after day, night after night, it seems to be hard to be around him, and I don't think I'd want to be. I, I think you're absolutely right. And the thing about Kyrie Irving, let's remember about their playoff resumes. Giannis has yet to get out of the first round. That's Kyrie right. Irving is responsible for the biggest shot in the history He's a great of the player. Cavaliers franchise. But go back to last season. The Cavs didn't have him. They made it to a finals. The Celtics didn't have him. They made it to a conference finals. And I think what you're saying, I have a funny feeling Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, and Jalen Brown might agree with you, where Giannis has a tendency to kind of lift up his teammates and, as and the leader. seems the to play with joy. Yes. I don't think Kyrie plays with joy. Next. Toss-up, who's worth more, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell? So at the top of the chart, Wide receivers are worth more than running backs because then it's reflected in their, in their pay. My problem with Brown is that he was really obnoxious in trying to distance himself. Talented but obnoxious. From Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell was, was obnoxious and let them down, but they franchised him. 
I mean, he could say, well, well, what have you done to me here? I think in the short term, Brown is probably worth more because his, his numbers are just prodigious. But the other guy is only 27 years old, not 31, totally healthy. So if I had to pick, I would take Bell. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Bell as well because if you look at Brown, he is you know a day away from doing sit-ups in his driveway and him being recorded. Like he's getting, sure, he's sure, getting to this sure. point of being these diva wide receivers. Unbelievably talented. You know what's funny, too? Everybody talks about the running back position kind of being eliminated. What did we talk about in the NFC Championship game? How come Todd Gurley wasn't involved in him? What did we say after the Super Bowl? How about Todd Gurley? To me, Le'Veon... Oh, and people talk about Saquon Barkley, too, and that's yeah, a running back position. Yeah, yeah. and I think yes. what you mentioned is a great point. He's only... He just turned 27. Yeah. Still got and totally left. healthy because he just sat out the year. Yes. Next. Toss-up, more surprising, still free agent. Craig Kimbrell or Dallas Keuchel? I have to be honest. I did not know that Dallas Keuchel was a free agent. All I have heard are Machado and Harper. Harper. When you look at these two, Kimbrell was a great closer. I don't know if he still is a great closer, and that is a position where when it ends, it ends fairly quickly. Keuchel had a bad year for Houston in the sense that he was only 12 and 11, but he eats up a lot of innings. In the last four years, his record is 43 and 25, and he won a Cy Young. I am not only surprised, Frank, that he is a free agent. I'm surprised he's still a free agent. Yeah, and I think, you know, you and I were thinking about baseball when the start, there was so much value placed on the starting yeah. pitcher. That's why I'm going to go with Kimbrell here, because last season, you, know, you talked about him, you know, falling off a cliff maybe. It could. He did have 42 saves last season. Wasn't he did sort it? of wild, though? But then in the postseason, he had six. Right. He was part of a championship yes, team. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, and did you know, know he was a free agent? No. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. What are the hardest three outs to get are those last three. Then his agent came out and said he might be the greatest closer of all time. We're going to back off on that a little bit. Mariano Rivera. Yeah, yeah, Unanimous. Yeah, Hall yeah. of Famer. Next. Last one. Toss-up. More compelling. Spring training games or AAF games. So this depends on which sport you like and which sport is, is closest to you physically in proximity. I like the Washington Nationals. I root for them all year. So I will pay attention marginally, marginally to spring training. I don't have an AAF team in Washington, D.C. I don't know where all of those teams are. But in, in, to make the case for the AF, it's that those are real games. And there's spring training games. Spring training games, you play one inning and you go play golf. And by the way, spring training, that's why we're doing this, started today with the Mariners and the A's. Shout out to Dave Sims. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. But also, you know, you're talking about real games and what people like about the football league is that there's real hitting. Of course, I guess now guys are allowed to have concussions in this league, not yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. It's spring. What do you think of in the spring? I think it's spring training. But, are but you, are, that's just a, a re-education. If, if you head to Florida, you're going to head down there and go to Orlando to watch a football game? You no, go no, to a no. Spring I'm, training I'm, game. I'm, I would try to go to a spring you training. You answered game. your own question. But I'm also ex- extraordinarily old, and I'm used to that calendar. If, if, this, if the AF develops into something, then you'll think about football. Besides Christian Hackenberg, name one player in the league. Steve Spurrier. Not a player, player. but I can All name right. him. <laughs> uh, look at me. I won. Look at me anyway. Let's take look at me. Let's take one last break, but still to come, how concerned should Blake Bortles be about Tom Coughlin's latest comment? And Case Keenum, not in the AAF, gives his reaction to the Broncos' trade for the elite Joe Flacco. Well, he used to be elite. Brad Childress, Dennis Erickson. I didn't mean to put you they on the They got coaches. Spot. No, they've got, they've got real-life coaches. I only know Christian Hackenberg is a Jets drafter. Uh, well, I know him from Penn State. Yeah. Penn State. But I didn't know he was in the ah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Happy time. People happy 55th birthdays to Mark and Scott Kelly, the American astronauts who have spent more time in space than any siblings ever, are identical twins. 
Remember when Scott came back from space and he was two inches taller than when he went up and then he shrunk back down in hours? Kyler Murray should go to space right before the combine. Mark Kelly is running for the Senate in Arizona Sports Connection. Aaron Rodgers and I took 47 bucks off Mark Kelly and, you know, another guy. That's a a great story. By the way, Steve Francis, 42 years old. You could have mentioned Stevie Franchise? He's local from East Maryland. Happy anniversary, Michael Jordan. On this day 16 years ago, you became the first 40-year-old in NBA history to score 40 or more points as you dropped 43 in a Wizards win over the Nets. To demonstrate how impressive this is, Dirk Nowitzki and Vince Carter are both 40. And if you combine their high games this year, combine them, you only get to 35. There were some nights when Jordan did look 50. How will LeBron be as a 40-year-old? It's tough. It's t- I mean, your, your body catches up with him. Happy trails to Georgia. In a tie game with only .5 seconds left, a foul was called that put a Mississippi State player on the line. As he missed the first shot, someone threw a stuffed bulldog onto the court. Georgia coach Tom Crean got on the microphone, told people stop throwing stuff, but the damage was done. A technical foul was called, and the Mississippi State player made the technical free throw, providing the margin of victory. Throwing a small stuffed bulldog is weak. Man up, throw a live octopus. I agree with Tom Crean. They should not have called the technical. By the way, Ben Howland is the coach of Mississippi State, but you knew that. Already. I did not know that. That's great to know. From Pittsburgh originally, yep. right? You One error. That. I said Manny Machado got $3 million from the Padres. Turns out it was 300 million. Let's go to the big finish quickly. Tom Coughlin told ESPN Radio that Blake Bortles is the quarterback of the Jaguars, quote, right now. How do you read that? I read it like Blake Bortles reads it. He's going to be gone pretty soon. Case Keenum says he was shocked. Shocked, I tell you. The Broncos traded for Joe Flacco. Your thoughts? Keenum didn't have a great year, and John Elway is very fickle at that position. Alvin Gentry says that Anthony Davis will play tomorrow at Indiana. How many minutes will he play? I think he'll play about 25 minutes. I think by April, you will not see Anthony Davis play. This is the first game after the All-Star break. That's why he's playing. Okay. Good news for you, Tony. According to the BBC, breakdancing has been proposed as a new Olympic sport. Is that okay by well, you? It's idiotic. <laughs> I mean, nobody even does it anymore, and it's it's completely idiotic. Last one. The Kings are at the Warriors tonight. You having that, King? I got the Warriors. By the way, the Kings' buddy Heald said he's going to sell. He'll put up his house for a bet that they make the playoffs. Oh, but his not house. that they beat the Warriors tonight. No, that they make the playoffs. He, have you inspected his house? Is it a nice house? Sure, it's Is it pretty worth nice. It? We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Frank Isola. Thanks for watching. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Happy birthday to the New Yorker, which started a million years ago. Shout out to my friend David Remmer.